Welcome to Experience Junkies. On this show, I spotlight meeting and event professionals, global travelers, jet setters, and more to relive the moments we never want to forget. More importantly, we'll attempt as best we can to transport listeners to transformational points in our lives, sharing our observations and emotions behind these stories. By diving into the indelible impact these experiences have had on us, we decode small takeaways about how to be better humans than we were yesterday. On today's episode of Experience Junkies, you are in for a treat. I have Heidi Lahane with The Mice Guru, all the way from Norway, joining me for a conversation all about digital disruption, hybrid events, virtual events, but also just not being afraid to try new things and innovate and just going for it. So she kind of gave us a little bit of life coaching and a life lesson here uh, in today's episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Heidi Lahane. Welcome back to Experience Junkies podcast. Uh, today I have a special guest, the lovely Heidi Lahane with the Mice Guru or Mice Guru. Uh, for those of you who are not in the events industry, Mice is an acronym that stands for Meetings, Incentives, Conferences, and Exhibitions. And that's what Heidi is all about. And she's based all, way across the pond from me over in Norway. So I'm so excited to have her here to talk to us today about a special event that she hosted last year. But before we dive into that, Heidi, please tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hello, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you today. Uh, my name is Heidi, obviously, and I'm the founder and chief executive guru at The Mice Guru. So The Mice Guru is actually a company that produces all types of events within the, the realm of mice, as you beautifully described. So it can be anything from small events to large brand activation, product launches, incentive and reward trips for employees, etc. And since the pandemic, we've expanded our services from doing live productions only to doing fully digital, uh, virtual, hybrid productions with a lot of focus on innovation, freshness, on pushing boundaries, on creating that exciting interactivity between audiences and so much more. And I'm, as you said, based in Norway, a wonderful destination, both as a, a destination for your in-person events, but as well in terms of using it as a decor for any type of virtual setting and Norway is just magical it's gorgeous nature it's the fjords it's northern lights wherever you go there's something amazing to discover so we live really live in a playground that's absolutely fun to be a part of and to work with every day well, you read my mind, Heidi, because I was definitely going to ask you to kind of tell the listeners a little bit about the secret sauce of Norway and what makes it so special and kind of painting the picture for them. But you just kind of did that so eloquently already. Oh, there's so much more to discover. I mean, there's endless numbers of destinations all throughout the year. So whether you're looking uh, in the in the winter period or summertime, you can, as I mentioned, travel through the fjords. You can go all the way up to the Arctic. You can even see polar bears if you want to have an experience at the end of the world. We have a super vibrant and exciting capital. We have destinations that are leading in terms of innovation and change, uh, new technology. Mm -hmm 
energy. There's a lot of excitement happening in Norway. And especially now post-pandemic, it's one of the top destinations because, you know, a lot of companies and organizations are looking for exactly that. They're looking to refresh themselves and their employees. They might have changed their policies, their structures. They want to uh, feel that fresh breeze of change. They are working with transformation. They want to see innovation, but they also want to feel safe, have enough space. And that as well, we have a lot of that to offer like this a huge amount of space everywhere you go and you can experience the nature to its fullest plus we have all the modern infrastructure to create really really exciting stuff wherever you want to go so yeah come to norway <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure the visit norway or i don't know what the uh local uh tourism bureau uh, is called but they really appreciate the kind of free infomercial you just provided there for the destination <laughs> for for your home um i know that Mies guru has historically kind of been about destination management services so talk to me about when you know you had to make the shift to virtual how did you initially feel about that when so much of what you were doing was, you know, creating experiences based on a physical destination. Exactly. Well, I am a person who really loves a good challenge. <laughs> Many of us do in the events industry. So I was one of those people that immediately hopped on a digital deep dive and wanting to learn more and to get new accreditations and level up in terms of what we can do digitally and figure out ways to keep exciting our audiences uh, through their screens uh, when they were not able to travel anymore. So very, very early on in the pandemic, we actually went into that and we started by creating a project called the Digital Trip which was literally a two-day digital travel experience. And everybody was like, wait, what? <laughs> they had no idea what was about to happen. And everybody felt like, yeah, they ha they've had already a couple of Zoom or internal Teams meetings or things like that, but they couldn't really grasp that you could do so much more and that it could be more exciting uh, to participate in something. So the, mm -hmm. the digital then uh, at the time. And then uh, basically the initial reaction was, am I supposed to sit two days in front of my computer? Like uh, what? How does that work? Like am I exactly. supposed to block my calendar for this? I don't <laughs> see this being this happening, right? And then I said, yeah, just wait and see. We were all kind of pushing with lots of exciting promotionals. And then the people who participated participated were like, oh my God, I couldn't even go for a coffee break or a bathroom break. It was, I was so scared to miss something <laughs> because we did, we designed it in, in real time. So you were literally traveling with the group. You were coming out of an airplane and looking around and you were discovering the place. You were meeting mm. people, you were part of parties and everything was in real time and live from venue to venue. So it was super exciting. Wow. But of course, we've always already been on kind of the innov innovative side in terms of destination management. We are not your typical tour operator style uh, business turned mice uh, agency or delivering to corporate clients, but we've always worked out of the, cr the client's identity, their event goals, and then try to match that and their policies and values with parts of our destination or creating immersive experiences based on their brand more than selling products on site, right? I'm not the type of person that will tell you, you need to go to that hotel, you need to book that venue, do that activity. I will first want to understand who you are and, and what you're trying to achieve. 
So we already had that to start with in our general in-person destination management. And you can call it what you like. A lot of people like to call us an incoming experiential agency because it's about more than just delivering services. It's creating concepts. It's developing the ideas all the way to, to the production. So that was already our let's say our core personality as a business and then mm -hmm. we kind of implemented that also in the way forward with the digital strategy and now we went really really deep into that and we offer even consultancy on digital strategy that incorporates both uh, internal external meetings conferences and events in person virtual and digital building online communities building a solid digital identity new marketing and so much more so so we've expanded our services actually more than we've gotten scared of the pandemic we just you know we we we, we did what we could to quickly uh, shift our mindset and, uh, and keep helping our clients in ways that they couldn't even imagine were possible. I'm glad that you mentioned the digital trip because I think that's actually how I stumbled onto your page because I was following yeah. um, Sabrina Myers with Hot Hospitality Exchange mm -hmm. um, and uh, she was on the podcast for season one and uh, she was posting about this digital trip and I'm like, what is this thing that she's kind of hopping along on? So yeah, I am glad that you mentioned that because I think that's how I first learned about the Mies Guru and like the services that you offer and that you guys exist in the world. What I would love for you to talk a little bit about is kind of, you kind of mentioned you created this immersive live experience, you know, wasn't recorded. They were, you know, what they were seeing uh, via their Zoom screen was what was happening live um, in person. What I feel gets lost a lot of times through a screen is the sensory aspect, you know, the sensory aspect of taste, of touch, of smell, that really, you know, a lot of, of um, uh, in-person events is about the foods that you're eating and the smells behind the scenes and the sights and the sounds. So can you talk about how you found ways to work around that and really connect with an audience, even though maybe some of the traditional sensory methods we would have for an in-person experience, they weren't at your uh, mm -hmm. disposal? Sure. I mean, first of all, I love Sabrina. Sabrina's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, two votes there. Right? <laughs> We've been good friends for a while now and, and collaborated on a bunch of projects and she we hired her as the, the ambassador for the digital trip at the time. So she, she, she did like destination tutorials and she worked on our social media campaigns, etc. And then we had her on at the, the recent event called the Digital Disruptor. So basically our entire journey has been from in-person to fully virtual to hybrid and now going back to in-person but not back-back but having like the in-person aspect but also all lot more hybrid to to projects that wouldn't necessarily have been hybrid before so how we started to incorporate the senses with the digital trip was by first of all thinking in a completely different way about how you use production tools and how you use a video for example how you film and how you video mix the whole scenario or the whole environment to make it feel more alive and 
and uh, real. And you said everything was live. Not everything was live. We had a two-day full-on program. So basically, we had about 30 pre-recorded sessions. And we had, I think, six live venues. So you can imagine, everybody told us from the beginning, you guys are absolutely insane. And we kind of were. <laughs> you have to be a little bit crazy right. to to, do to, to embark like on something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but we literally moved our entire production team live on the days from venue to venue to venue because we said no to wanting to stream from a typical studio as everybody else was doing. We wanted to use the live venues and the live environment. And that has literally been our starting point to create that engagement on a deeper level. Because if you are in front of your screen, I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but if I'm able to cook my dinner whilst you're on or have your event on, then I'm not excited enough. I need to be like glued to my screen. I need to feel like I'm a part of it and I, I want to enjoy myself there and I can't leave, right? So that's what we tried to create. And it started with the live venues and also the filming of everything that was pre-recorded was from a guest perspective. So you are literally, the camera is you, it's your eyes, right? So we started at a specific time, everybody landed together. I announced as the captain of the plane, welcome to your destinations to Stavang or whatever. And you literally see yourself walking down the steps from the airplane through the airport into your transfer, transfer vehicle. You see the duration of the transfer. You see literally what is happening through the windows. So it gives you that feeling of being on site completely right then you arrive at one of the venues and then we immediately switch to a live production which is then streamed out of that venue with the full-on setup that you would have for an in-person event, meaning lights, setup, you know, uh, entertainment, uh, a host or moderator, things yeah. happening around you. And you go through that entire experience as if you would be on site. So that's been a major part of it, using of the video technology and the filming and the mixing live venues. And then additionally, we had VIP boxes and I'm feeling they're starting to be a little bit outdated now, like we're getting a, a little bit more reluctant in terms of shipping kits and event boxes, right. etc. But at the time, it was very fresh and new, uh, literally with products that you could taste. There were products from one of our celebrity chefs uh, that was also on the program. Uh, there were things you could wear. There were things you could use in, in activities, like we had a, a craft activity where you had to learn Viking knitting skills and things like that you know <laughs> so basically imagine everything you've seen as like an, an online engagement activity from mixology to cooking courses to tastings to mm -hmm. uh, whichever uh, escape game or whatever combined into a two-day program of non-stop wow. stuff that happens right so so that was kind of where we where we went with the digital trip and then moving towards the digital disruptor there we're in an entirely new world so i can talk a little bit more about that later if you like no that's a perfect segue because i wanted to kind of start diving into the digital disruptor so Unfortunately, I could not attend. I think I had a scheduling conflict. I was speaking at an event or something. And, um, I but I saw it. 
all over my social. Uh, it seemed like everyone in the event industry was, if they weren't in person in Norway, that they were um, logging on online to take part in the virtual experience. So how did you find, you know, with the digital trip, everyone was virtual? You know, like, as you mentioned, you pre-produced a lot of segments for your transitions, and then you had, you know, your live production partners at the venues. But when you're talking about the Digital Disruptor, that was a live event uh, with two audiences. So how did you find that that shift of, you know, making that connection with, you know, the people that are in the room with you that can reach out and touch, but also making that connection via the screen to those who were watching thousands of miles away? Yeah, it was such an exciting project, Diana, like really. Um, and, and I usually are on our ideas usually start from from me being annoyed with something <laughs> or me <laughs> that's, that's usually where most inventions come from right they come from being right? inconvenienced or like a problem so that makes yeah. sense I was at the conception stage of this, I was just so frustrated because I had attended event after event after event online and all they did were talk about the future of events and hybrid events, this and that, but nobody had a nice example of an actual hybrid event that had yes. been successful. Yes. So I was like, okay, guys, like stop talking, do something. You know? <laughs> yes, we need action. We need results. Yeah, we need to see this. We need to push boundaries and see what we can do instead of just sitting in front of a screen and talking about visions. So so that's how we kind of came up with, with creating a showcase event that really went beyond anything imaginable. Uh, and so with the Digital Disruptor, it got quite complex. It was all about, again, using technology to our advantage, but combining, it was of course an, a natural evolution from having only virtual to introducing a live audience again. It was still very mm -hmm. limited. The live right. audience was still very small because of the regulations at the time. But we had a whole lot of people joining online, as you said, from around the world. And Sabrina, she was our virtual, our live moderator for that event. So she actually traveled to Norway to, to be with me on the stage there. So what happened with the Digital Disruptor was that we built a program where we kind of invited some of the uh, leading keynotes in the world. Uh, at the time, um, we had Duncan Wardle, who was the former head of innovation of Disney at Disney. We had uh, Sean Canungo uh, from Canada, who's had years and years in, in Deloitte and is had been called the best virtual keynote speaker by Forbes for 2021. And we basically pushed their boundaries and told them, okay, let's think outside of your regular Zoom format, outside of the Zoom breakouts, we are going onto a proper event platform and we are building a multiple uh, dimension communication. So basically mm -hmm. we had our live audience in a live venue, very cool venue called FOMO. I mean, literally, if you're missing out, you, you couldn't be in How, you couldn't, You couldn't have found a better option, right? Right. <laughs> So that was where our, our live audience was. And we had a, a very big video wall and we were literally talking, the live audience was literally talking through the video wall with the presenters abroad. So everybody was saying at the time, you can't do hybrid if you're going to have a virtual keynote speaker and people are just gonna sit and watch a screen. And immediately when things say you can't, when people say you can't do something or they tell me no, I'm like, hmm. Oh, you're such a rebel, Heidi. <laughs> you're such a rebel. I love it. <laughs> so basically, 
basically what we did was we created these multiple streams of communication with delays, with external video callings, uh, and with beta software to augment the setting and the scenery of where our, our speakers were, uh, were. So they were in either an augmented virtual studio, a virtual show floor, and they were literally talking to our audience members live. And that was made possible as well through uh, very complex video mixing, but with rover cams that were walking with Sabrina, who was our audience engagement moderator, through mm -hmm. the live audience, literally with a camera in their face talking to them and that feed was immediately fed back to the tech team on the on the speaker side so they they could have a conversation and then we had projections of what was happening in the virtual rooms with the augmented reality back into the live audience we had what we call virtual live stations where our live audience member members went into rooms and they then did speed dating through twine with people sitting sitting at home and those wow. people at home were suddenly in the live venue and they're like oh my god what huh? okay cool like surprising elements all the time and you literally had a duncan wardle talk to a guy at the bar in the live venue saying like hey are you already going to party or that was Sean, are you already going to, to party? Like, I wanted to talk to you, you know? And it became this entire event where the audience really felt as one. Like, everybody was literally experiencing the event together, not just the live audience with people at home just sitting and watching, right? But there was mm -hmm. so much more to it. I mean, there were... Since it was a showcase event, I also wanted the live audience to understand what is possible virtually. So we had our green screen studio literally right next to the live audience so they could see how it is built and how with the projections they could see the result on the virtual platform. Then we had our live chats and our live activity from the platform streamed back to the live audience. So they constantly were made aware of the fact that it's not just them, but it's all those people around the world sitting at home and enjoying this with them. So, so we did our best to really, yeah, push those boundaries and create that extra level of interactivity and engagement throughout the project. It was absolutely fabulous. It's still used now as an example of, of innovation in events around the world. And so much exciting stuff has grown out of this project. So, yeah, definitely one of our, one of our lovely babies, uh, in, <laughs> <for> <laughs> pandemic babies. <laughs> Hello, experienced junkies. Thanks for listening to the show. If you are in need of a show host, an event MC, a panel moderator or speaker, feel free to contact me at Deanna at DeannaCamille.com for more information. I would love to come to your show, your event, or your experience and help set the tone with the emotions and objectives your organization has for your guests. Reach out today for more information on how you can bring the experience junkies vibe to your next engagement. How much of uh, recovery time did you need after this event? Because in my mind, as an event producer, I know the various elements that you had to pull together to make this happen. And you essentially had a TV studio, you had on-site AV uh, production, you had an in-person event in terms of catering and all that comes with that. And then you also have like virtual engagement, you're dealing with Twine, which is an external uh, event tech partner. So yeah, I, I'm just wondering how much recovery time it took for you after pulling all of that together. <laughs> 
Twine was just one one of many partners. Uh, we were on Cadence, the event tech platform. Amazing to work with them, by the way. They were also very eager to 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 work with us on this. We had Brandmatic. We had virtual photo booths. We had all types of add-ons. So, yeah, it was a, a very long road with lots of bumps and lots of yeah. technical trials and errors and lots of experimentation. But that was literally what the digital disruptor was about. You know, you, you can't disrupt if you just do whatever you you've always been doing you have to experiment and innovate and and be a little bit crazy but in terms of recovery time i mean that was in september 2021 i don't think i'm fully recovered quite yet (laughs) (laughs) makes sense makes sense absolutely everything I had but but as I said I mean nothing has stopped ever since like we've been growing out of that event and so many people have seen it and so many new projects have uh, were born out, out of that because people even people like you who didn't fully were able or had a chance to participate on the live day who saw the massive engagement online and they were like oh my god I've seen so much hybrid stuff on your social media tell us more and then when they yeah, learned more formal. about the event yeah, they're like, oh, my God, we want to do something like this, like help us, you know. So, yeah, but not not recovered. And I don't need to. I mean, I, I'm still kind of living on the uh, off of the buzz of, of that. It was a really cool event. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. What I love that you mentioned is you can't disrupt if you're not willing to, you know, try new things and, and experiment. And I think when I think of disruption and experimentation, it's scary for people because you're trying something new. What if it fails? You know, so can you talk a little bit about, you know, in building the digital trip and building the digital disruptor, how you work past that fear to go out there on a limb and do what people say can't be done? Because I think it limits a lot of people like the fear of a failure. Like, how do you get past that? Totally, yeah, uh, and and we we literally started the digital disruptor with an intro about digital angst, you know, that fear of of digital transformation. Mm-hmm. It's as with everything. When I started my own business, um, many people were saying, "Why?" I mean, everybody wants to hire you. You could have any wonderful, exciting, super high level position you you can dream of. Why would you go through the risks of of, of building your own company? Because I just want to try it. Because I want is go for it you know right and you cannot be afraid of failure if you want to innovate there is no innovation without fear there really isn't like you can either choose to be safe and stay in this little framework or this little box that you used to or you can choose to take risks and especially early on in the pandemic i feel that it was okay to take a lot more risks than usual people mm-hmm. were also very forgiving you know you right. could just totally fail things can go wrong and things can still go wrong digitally like all the time we see it at events that you know connections get interrupted tech breaks down things happen you can have as many contingency plans as, as you want things can still go wrong <laughs> but people kind of embrace that uh, you know it, it's a possibility just as with the in-person events right now when you have high levels of, of covid still everybody knows there can be cases of COVID at my event. It can have a repercussions. You know, you just need to be prepared for those consequences, positively or negatively. But as I said, I, I love 
taking on a new challenge and I never take no for an answer. So if it fails, I'll just, you know, you, you keep building on it. You keep improving yourself because failure exactly. is really a learning tool. And, and it, it excites me more than it brings me down if something doesn't work out because then we kind of try and figure out a way around it or build something new. And, and that's a big part of it. And literally, the Digital Disruptor was also built on a research uh, done in leading companies around the world where more than half of the companies were saying that they were scared of being disrupted by their competition. And that's also a fear. So uh, the Mm -hmm. the fear of not disrupting enough and somebody else disrupting (laughs) more than you and then taking a leap ahead and taking a leading position. That's what we as a company were able to do in Norway, for example. Most other companies, and that includes media houses and commercial agencies, marketing agencies, are still working with just your basic stream setup and broadcast uh, and the typical uh, video meeting tools because they are too scared to try and push those boundaries and, and come up with something that is more creative or, or a little bit too crazy maybe in, in, mm-hmm. in their minds, right? So to me, it's all about that. Just throw yourself out there. Nothing bad can happen. Even if you fail massively, you've, you will have learned a massive lesson. So, so it's all good. It's all positive to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's funny because, you know, I've been on this entrepreneurial journey about a year or so myself, and it's so true that uh, I love when you said there's no innovation without fear. And as you mentioned, you know, failure is just like a learning opportunity. And it's such a freeing feeling when you embrace failure, when you embrace like yeah. the risk of it not going to plan. Um, nine times out of 10, when it doesn't go to plan, what actually happens ends up being better. I found either, you know, job opportunities I didn't get, you know, some of these companies are now laying off people uh, years later. I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't get that job two years ago, or uh, I'm glad that this uh, this event didn't come to pass because, you know, we would have had COVID a, a super spreader event or whatever that looks like. So in the moment, sometimes failure just feels so debilitating or just, you know, you Mm -hmm. feel kind of crushed under the weight, but in the grand scheme of things, it really can be like a turning point to either greater learning, uh, a better opportunity or, you know, a wider door being opened. So thank you for kind of highlighting, like, just jump and do it because in in the end, you're going to get, going to get value from, from the decision. Totally, Diana. I'm, I'm a person who really trusts my gut and my, my intuition and my instinct. And I do believe that everything happens for a reason. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. But if you dare to make that move, like, like the things you wake up with, you know, like that, that first moment or that first time an idea strikes, if you dare to go for it and stop overthinking it and starting with all the reasons why it won't work, but you just right. go for it, then, then it usually turns out to be a great success. So that's kind of how I run my business and how I develop those new types of concepts. I didn't know today's episode was going to be, you know, a motivational uh, speech, but that's (laughs) what we're getting out of it today, right? If if you don't get that message from Heidi today, it's if you just go for it, because on the other side of it, you're going to be so glad that you did. 
You know what? I kind of I just started a coaching program as well. So there's a lot of people who have been telling me like, "Oh my god, can you help me?" Like, you are fearless. You are going for it. Also a lot of expats. I've I've I'm originally from Belgium. I've been in Norway mm-hmm. for 8 years, but I've lived and worked in 10 countries. So a lot of people have always been asking me, "How do you keep reinventing yourself and building new life for yourself?" And it's just about going for it. So so now I'm finally also next to the consultancy of businesses that two businesses that we offer in terms of digital strategy i finally also started as a a one-on-one personal coach so i have clients now from the event industry and outside who want to really go back to the core of who they are and their passions and work on that personal development and then include some new professional skills so it's also a a cool extra thing that's been developing uh, throughout the pandemic I think you've already kind of been on that path of uh, inspiring people to be them best, their best selves and uh, personal development, as you mentioned. But uh, another kind of initiative that you started that I loved is the Event Profs Walk. Uh, I think, one, during the pandemic with us being home, it's just kind of finding ways of getting exercise, even though you're stuck at home or you're in quarantine. Uh, it's important to just stay active, but also the community of that, of holding each other accountable. How many steps did you get in today? How many steps did you, you know, I got in my 10K for this for today and um, the monthly challenges that you've inspired. So um, I appreciate the fact that not only are you trying to uh, show the event community how to create experiences, how to connect, whether it's in person, virtually or hybrid, but also like taking care of yourself um, because self-care has been something I feel like in our industry that's been pretty non-existent, not just from the health aspect, but boundaries with clients, boundaries with work-life balance and things of that nature. So you jumping into like that personal coaching and life coaching, to me, it's like a natural transition. Well, thank you, Diana. That's <laughs> nice of you to say. And also, I love that you're a part of, a part of the Event Profs Walker community. It's actually a funny story, but things always kind of match and fall into place and create a bigger, a bigger storyline in the end, right? The event profs walk actually grew out of, uh, again, me being annoyed with myself, not moving a lot. <laughs> so I, I was thinking, it's almost two years ago now, I think I was taking part in the digital festival and an event online that was organized by Irina Graf from the Mice blog. And I was in this little t- team of event profs uh, discussing something or following some sessions and realized I had been just glued to my couch and my screen mm-hmm. forever and ever and ever and uh, right. not going out, not moving and, and feeling horrible about it. So I just literally threw that in that group. Like, I need to go walk and I need people to walk with me. Let's go. And right. <laughs> an hour later, we were like a little group of like five to ten people and we all were went out for a walk and we decided to record it and then they shared the recordings and then initially I started sharing it on my personal social media accounts and then uh, it I thought again this can be big, bigger this can be better this can be good for more people right and then I, I started inviting more event profs and created an actual account on Instagram called event profs walk I think now we're up to somewhere close to 800 event profs who are walking constantly around the world we're, we're sharing a little frequent less frequently than before because we're all super busy but we have this core group where we keep uh, messaging each other and, and uh, encouraging each other to to 
stay active. And it's made such a big difference for me personally. And I've heard back from, from several people that they really love that little push or, or that's really something, just that, uh, just what they need when they're having a shitty day. And, it, you know, you can just go and refresh your mind, go for a walk because someone is telling you, come on, you can do this. You can get off the couch and, and move and, and come back refreshed, you know. So, and in the bigger picture... Um, a big part of digital strategy and digital identity is building online communities. So it's also a, a fine example of how you can build online community as a brand without marketing your brand directly or doing hard selling of any kind, but literally just being there as a support entity for your client base, your audience, your customer group, whatever it may be. Uh, it's become so important because people mm -hmm. uh, spend so much more time online all the time, every single day. And then to be able to build those communities about around purpose and values is, is, actually, uh, is actually very, very important for anyone on a personal or a business level. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, you know, like you said, you've kind of been like our life coach for the industry now, you know, from the, the projects, oh, but also personal <laughs> creating community. Like, uh, you're, yeah, you can just be our, our life coach globally. We'll, you know, kind of look to uh, Heidi to kind of uh, point us in, in our and our path to become our best selves. Aww. So this has been a great conversation. We're, we're wrapping up, but I always ask every guest this question. So I don't want to put you on the spot, but I have to. We talked a lot about, you know, creating digital experiences and, and connecting and, and your kind of uh, background as a destination management kind of expert. But if you had one song to convey that experience or your background and your career, hmm. what would it be and why? <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> I actually <laughs> love love this song, Winner. I don't know if you know it. Winner by Jamie Foxx and Justin Timberlake. Uh, uh, oh, winner, I think I've winner. heard of it. <laughs> you know, it, it, not, not because I am, but because I want everybody in our network and the industry to, to be a winner and to yeah. feel like a winner every single day. And it's about taking those chances, those risks. It's about motivating each other and supporting each other in those communities. And I feel we are a very, very strong breed of people, especially those event professionals, but also people working with planning through uh, in project management in their in their businesses every day you have to kind of be resilient and flexible and keep adjusting and adapting to new situations and i think you know regardless of of, of all the uh, the lows we've had because there's no denying that it's been a true roller coaster and we've all had our moments of of just you know almost wanting to give up right it's been tough times we have to remember that we are so strong and that we can always keep going and that no matter what comes onto our paths that may seem like a huge hurdle we can overcome it so that song winner is is literally uh, one that i would recommend everybody to listen to on a regularly to remind yourself of that <laughs> yeah i think that's a great way to close you know being resilient harnessing that attitude of a winner, celebrating small wins. I think um, because we are being hit with setbacks and 
you know, we're having to use that dreaded P word, you know, pivoting left and right and <laughs> up, down, side to side. But whenever you get a small win, just celebrate that um, because you are a winner. We all are winners. Just the fact anyone who is still in the event industry today, if you were in the, in the event industry pre-pandemic and you're still in it, you're a winner right there. So thanks for that Absolutely. message, Heidi. Before we close, tell everyone where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, everywhere. <laughs> the <laughs> website is themindsguru.com, but please connect with me mostly on social where I'm very active on Instagram. I am at themindsguru. Uh, the official page of the com company is themindsguru official, literally. I'm also themindsguru on Twitter, on LinkedIn. You will find a page on Facebook, company page on LinkedIn as well. I'm even on TikTok as themindsguru. So wherever you want to find me, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure themindsguru will be in the metaverse once the, it's established. So. Oh, yeah. We've already we've already kind of uh, designed a couple of hints in the digital disruptor to the metaverse by by putting uh, some of our speakers and even our DJ in in an augmented reality type setting and yeah I will definitely build my own uh, my screw avatars soon. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining Heidi and have a great rest of your day. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Diana. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Experience Junkies podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify so that other listeners can find the show. Be sure to join our Discord channel. This is a great place for you to give feedback, talk with me, talk with our guests and other listeners, and share your Experience Junkie tales. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day.